on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy. The show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live right now from Taps Brewery in Tustin, California. We got a bunch of people here. We got Cosmo is in the house tonight. LA Galaxy General Manager Mr. Dennis DeClosa will be joining us here in just a couple minutes. We'll talk to him about the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy goalkeeper coach and former, I guess he's not a former legend, he's an actual legend. Uh, Kevin Hartman will be here as well. Uh, Chris Tucker will love that. That's his favorite guy right there, absolutely. Uh, so we got a full show and we're going to talk about your LA Galaxy's 4-1 win over the Portland Timbers last night. Uh, so a bunch to get to, a bunch to talk about. In the house tonight, as your as your uh, co-host, uh, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira is here, and then of course we have Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, way back in the in the far back somewhere. We'll get him up here in a little bit as well. So, uh, Hammer, how you doing, buddy? Oh, there we go. Let's try that there again. We go. Is, is this a professional podcast? It is. It's supposed here? to be. I, I'm doing very well. Glad to see everyone. We were talking a little bit before we, the mics went live here that uh, it la- had last night gone a little bit different. Tonight, the mood may have been a little different. So life is always better after an LA Galaxy win. So happy to see everyone. Happy to be here. It's good sp- spending time with everyone, all the listeners, everyone getting together. So fun times. Yeah, it was. It was. It would have been a lot sadder show had they lost last yeah, night. I don't. I don't think we would have had had as much fun. The so. energy would have. Yeah, we would have need a, a live TikTok to get the get the people going. But how, how about you? Did you actually watch any of the game last night? I did. I had a, a good time. I was at the stadium. Yes. And I saw. I saw most of the game. Yes. Most of the game. Most of the game. So, so you won't be doing this all off of highlights tonight. Correct. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I was. I was. I was worried about you last night. So that's good. Uh, LA Galaxy getting a four-one win over the Portland Timbers. Where we want to dissect that a little bit and uh, and sort of break that down for you and sort of talk about some of the highlights, some of the uh, some of the stuff that maybe could have gone a little bit better, that type of thing. Um, so, you know, I, I guess your initial thoughts on the game last night. Um, if you only showed up for the first 15 <laughs> minutes, what would your initial thoughts have been for the, for the LA Galaxy? Well, now that you hit us with that caveat, I yes. think after those first 15 minutes, it was a little worrisome. You know, it looked like Portland was going to give it to them, especially coming off the road trip. You thought, okay, is this team going to struggle? Is this... Are they are they going to figure it out? And then uh, after those 15 minutes, it kind of they turned it around. The the beautiful Ryan uh, Revelison goal, and now that now that we're pronouncing that correctly, there uh, apparently we're pronouncing yeah. it correctly. <laughs> Once that goal hit, um, you know you, you were feeling good about it, and then especially you know with the tribute to Jonathan Dos Santos and Zizinho and how touching that was, uh, and then unfortunately it was. The, the hopes were dashed shortly after that, so that made a, l- a little bit of a bummer, but they finally got their legs under and got it right. Uh, whenever the team wins 4-1, I know this is 
dumb, dumb analysis here, but you, you feel good at the end result. Yeah. They dominated in the second half, uh, and after they got that hiccup with the tying goal, I think it was a good result and good to see the, the Galaxy fight. I think you, you, they saw a lot of heart. They didn't want to they didn't want to have that uh, back-to-back, uh, you know, after after a loss. Uh, you know, I, I think their record, uh, they're still unbeaten. 5-0-1 oh yeah. after a loss right now for the LA Galaxy. So um, some good nights. Still some guys missing, and, and obviously a, a touching tribute to Zizinho um, mm-hmm. before everything. Um, it is. Uh, it, it was a good night. Uh, Greg Vanny was talking about, and we'll hear some from Greg Vanny. I have his audio, so we'll be able to play a little bit of that as we get into the show as well. Um, but I don't want to wait too long here. I figure we should probably get Dennis Teclosa up here. So Dennis, if you can, if you can hear me and and maybe make your way over here, we'll 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 talk to you for a little bit. Dennis as well. In, he's enjoying the Linda Pickle Museum, which if you haven't visited yet, some great mem- memorabilia, some good stuff going on there, and so. Fun times, but it looks like Dennis is about make make his way up here. We'll we'll, we'll see if we can convince him to talk <laughs> to us is. for a little bit. So, a uh, big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, LA Galaxy general manager, Mr. Dennis DeClosa, making his way up here. Little fist bump from Cosmo here. Here, Dennis, ha- have a seat back here. Good to see you. It's good to see you. All right, we we totally planned all this out, so we're definitely prepared for all this. Here, here we go. Here we go, Dennis. We'll give you a. A microphone. Hopefully you can hear us. We'll, we'll sit Hello. you over yeah. in, in the hot seat um, over hey, there. That's, fine. It, that's good. I, I, I bet. I bet you're you're pretty happy too. The Galaxy won. This makes it a, a little bit easier discussion for everybody, right? Yeah, it makes it a good Saturday. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, Dennis, there's been a, a real overhaul this season. I know you've been working with Greg Vanny. Um, I, I know you guys have been trying to uh, to bring in some players. You have a good mix, an old mix, or I shouldn't say old, a veteran mix, a younger mix. Um, some development projects. How would you? How do you think everything has sort of gone for you guys so far and up, up to this point? Well, obviously the the results have been positive. Uh, trying to keep our feet on the ground and and honestly, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's no atmosphere of now we've done something. We haven't won anything. Right. Uh, we we haven't achieved anything yet. So you need to be humble, and I think you need to go. We're, we're going in the right direction. That's probably the better thing to say. Um, I started working here about, I'd say, two and a half, almost three years ago. And to get to this point where, for example, specifically the game yesterday where you see Julian really standing out right. and playing as as a, as a guy that can complement or even stand out on a certain point, that makes me very proud, for example, because that was one of the things when I saw the potential of this club and and the area and the people that are related to it and people that are close to this. That I, I think those are the things that we can be really proud of. Tomorrow there's a, a Gold Cup final where on one side we have Seba. Right. And on the other side we have uh, Jonah and, and obviously Efra, which is, I think, something very special also. So there's little things that maybe are not so noticeable, but that make it very, very important and that make it not only an overhaul for this season, but something that's been put in place a while back. And then you go ups and downs. Uh, 2019 season, obviously, uh, reasonable, up to right. decent, I would say, riding on a lot of uh, influence on, on Slatan. And then last year, I think on and off the field, like everybody noticed, uh, and there's no excuses. I never made any excuses. I never made any excuses, but it was a terrible season and a terrible year. Uh, a lot of personal hurt and a lot of professional difficulties. And you see that we're still challenged. And, and I spoke to Jonathan this afternoon, 
And it was a very, very difficult conversation. And I've known his parents for many years. I've traveled with them. And uh, for Jonathan to, to hear him say what he said, that, that makes it hard and it makes it in the end also be proud of here because he wants to be back as soon as possible. And he doesn't want to miss any games. And he, will be, and he feels that he's part of this family here also. So I think there's a lot of things that have been achieved, but far from where it still should be. And I think we should be still more consistent and we, and we should be ambitious. I, I was going to say, you, you and I, I think, have a, had a little discussion uh, about Zazinho, and, and I didn't, I've never got to meet him. I don't know him personally. I know there's several people, including yourself, who were very close to him. Uh, what kind of guy was he? Because I've heard only wonderful, uh, wonderful things in terms of the people who knew him well. Well, I think he's a, he's a wonderful man. I think what, how the positive and, and what, he, what he gave through his sons, Eder, Giovanni, and, and Jonathan, is something special. They have uh, a combination of of Liliana, his mother, with a lot of obviously Mexican influence, born in Mexico. But then Cezinho is a true Brazilian, and true Brazilian with rhythm, with width, with a lot of laughter, with great atmosphere. And he was an incredible player. He came with 17, 18 years old to Club America in Mexico, and he he was a top top class player and obviously his sons have done very well for himself and we're proud to have Jonathan on our team and uh, I was very impressed to be honest the other day that he played doesn't matter how he played but that he actually stepped on the field and uh, in honor of his dad wanted to right. show that he's ready for that 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 was that was uh, that was a, a, a sort of a, an interesting moment. I mean that that couldn't have been easy for him, and I know it wasn't easy. I know there's a bunch of people in the front office uh, who it hasn't been a, a super happy week for, and I certainly understand that. But um, the stories I've heard have have been positive, and I, I think those are those are sort of the fun things we carry on. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, one of the things I wanted to to talk to you about. Uh, obviously, there were there were some weaknesses in the LA Galaxy lineup. We've sort of been seeing you guys try to fill some things in as we've been going along. Uh, there's a rumor about uh, Dijon uh, Jovalich, maybe let's let's put it that way. Uh, can you update us on uh, on where we stand uh, with him? Well, actually, I saw something on YouTube yesterday from the Miami coach that announced the player before he was announced. Yes, I wouldn't make that mistake. You wouldn't make that mistake, <laughs> but but it feels like maybe that's the direction we're heading, right? Possibly, yes. Well, you, I'll nod, yes. Well, you try to put everything in place so at some point, hopefully, it it, it comes to it comes into place. Uh, definitely a, a a very talented young player. Uh, I think in the last year, uh, with everything that in the first two years we had of contracts and rules and regulations and obstacles and tam and spam and ham and whatever they have here, it's amazing, obviously, to work with that. I think we have a good grip on that also. I joke about it a little bit, but I think we have a good grip on it. Um, but definitely with uh, both Julian and Efra on youth fund slot players, right. with out of the three DPs, one being a young DP, uh, that gives you a lot of room and, and a lot of depth opportunities on your, uh, on your roster, which I think with so many guys out the last few weeks, right. where there's no excuse on... on on games, but it, it is it, it makes it challenging. In 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 a salary cap world, if your top players are out, it is a challenge, and that is not not something different. Now, if you have Nations League and you have Gold Cup, and well, we didn't have anybody on the Olympics, but there's a lot of events crept into one spot, and it makes it very hard. We had 
Giancarlo out, right. uh, O'Neill Fisher, who is uh, very reliable and, and had some good m minutes uh, before, obviously, with us. Jonathan, Efra, Seba, and then uh, with both Sega and, and Chicha not available, that makes it a lot of guys. And I think it's a good credit to both the coaching staff and everybody around it and, and, and the physical performance staff to go through these weeks. And a big, big credit to the guys that uh, that stepped on the field in the last few weeks and ran through difficult uh, moments. And, and yesterday, I think it was a great reaction of the team after a very bad game and and, and obviously uh, something that, that I think uh, gave everybody a, a good sense of where we're at. Yeah, it, it feels like things are heading in the right direction. Uh, Greg Vanny made a comment. I, I don't know if maybe you can shed some light or at least maybe give us an insight into what he was saying when he said it, but he said that the Galaxy have the capacity to add two more players if you are, if we, let's say one of those is unknown and one of those is unknown, is, do you think you're going to be able to get something done before the transfer window closes here, what, in the next week? Yeah, I think as from Monday, it's going to be important because we're up to the 5th of August to do something within the league or outside the league. Even if it's outside the league and it's a free agent, you go a little bit beyond that. So we have some flexibility. We have youth, one youth fund slot available and and one regular roster spot available. The difficulty is with international slots and how to spend your money. Right. I wouldn't bore these people with... Uh, on their Saturday afternoon uh, with uh, GAM and DTAM and that kind No, no, no. There please, are several please. people here right now that would be perfectly fine there's with that, but there's kids. There are there's kids. kids. We'll there put them to kids. sleep. So I understand. I understand. That's that's this podcast. That's sort of where, where we dive into, too. Um, no, that's, that's that's all interesting. Eric, you, do you want... Hold on. I muted your <laughs> mic again. I'm sorry. It's funny that, that you mentioned it. You, we did talk about uh, you know the extensions with Efra and with Julian, and, and I think the crowd. Let's hear a round of applause if we want to hear about the Gam and Tam and how important that is. So, could, <laughs> if you could just elaborate a little bit on uh, why those moves were important, and how the young DP uh, money, how that opened that up, and how that how that helps move the team forward with those roster spots. Yeah, basically, basically what happened, and um, if you have three designated players. Uh, you could add one youth fund player. If you have two designated players, one youth designated player, you can add three youth fund players. The, the, the interest and the spirit of this rule that has been discussed on, on a technical committee and what I was part of is that there is a more... There's an incentive of, of investing in young players. The incentive, what it is, so basically, to go a little bit more technical, if you have a TAM player or a max youth fund player, you can spend up to 600 and something thousand dollars gross in salary. But it only counts for 150 or 200 on your cap. So basically, you have a savings of 350, 400,000. So if you do that for three youth fund players plus a UDP, you're talking about a million plus in, in savings, which in MLS and on our level and in, in, our, in your depth chart and you're going beyond your number 13, 14, 15, that makes a big, big difference. And you see it yesterday. If, you can, if you're able to put players like Victor Vasquez and uh, Ryan and nah, name him on the field, then, you're, then you could be actually going through a Gold Cup. Right. Right, you you can you can survive those those long outages. Um, by the way, uh, technical question for you: Is it Jam or Gam? 
or spam. I don't or know. Or spam. This is this is this is a this is a real argument yeah. that we have on this podcast we, all the time. The, the, the discussion on <laughs> on like general manager level, it's it should be cash based. So whatever you have, just spend it. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get it. But okay. there is no the way. There is DTEM and it's related. It's under owner's discre- it's discretionary yeah. TEM, so right. the owner has to approve on it. I must say, bless our owner. He he is by beyond the f- the best owner or within the best owners of of the MLS and and very very highly supportive as as you've seen and not only this year but throughout the entire year and I think uh, that that deserves a special mention but it is a challenge if you uh, if you cannot change somebody's contract because he's already in the league and then you have to apply TAM which right. you can because it needs to be applied on a new player Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you get overwhelmed by it as much as I think some of us do? No, I'm, I no, I work with it. Right. It's the, it's the rules that you have to work with. So I would still throw things you, against you the wall can, every once in a while. You, you can fly against I had something that I wanted to achieve and I couldn't. Right. And there's no way. And then there's it's so black and white. While leagues throughout the world, you would have already done it like right. this. And that, that sometimes I feel holds us a little bit back because we we do have the ambition to move forward and we do have the ambition to be uh, to be outgoing and there is obviously rule but it's not a discussion here on how good or how bad the rules are the rules are what the rules are and you have to play with it and you have to be outplaying your neighbor and and anybody that comes close and I think we're on a, in a good path of doing that and I embrace the idea I embrace the rules and I embrace whatever you want and I think we went through every stupid uh, uh, process to get things done. We right. actually put Julian Araujo on waivers because he was two months off of being a homegrown. Yes, I remember. I remember, and th- and then that basically. Well, explain that. That, that, that. Yeah, that. Well, but that also means that now he can't be a homegrown player, which there's some disadvantages to him not being a homegrown. No, but it's more so if you sell him. But uh, but now you have him as a U22, which yeah, gives no. you some more advantages. Again. Yeah, now we're happy. And now you're happy. Okay, good. Okay, good. On, on a personal level, though, you've been here, as you said, uh, you know, two and a half something years. Yes. Uh, you're you're coming up on. Is this a contract year for you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Have have there been any, been any discussions on on you extending your stay here? Would you want to stay? Uh, but I think first and foremost, you would ask my family who's here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they really like it here. I really enjoy it here. I feel that there's uh, still a lot of things to do. Uh, I haven't discussed anything because we've been truly, truly busy on, on making the best, best impression possible. And I've always been of the mindset that team and the club comes first before what whatever my concerns are or whatever my situation is. Team and club comes first. So. If that is in a good shape, then it's up to somebody else to de- decide what they're up in. And it's not something for me to uh, to decide or to, to really have an opinion on, to be honest. Perfect. I think if, if you ask the people in the room and you mentioned it, the direction the club has gone, and we'd be happy to have you stay some more if you could. Um, with Javier Hernandez, and yeah, let's, let's give it up. Uh, Javier Hernandez, obviously, with the injury and kind of the struggles to go back, um, you, do you have any updates on what his timetable is? Is he closer to coming back? And how important is it for this team to get him back in the fold? Yeah, and, and, and obviously I've known Javier for a long, long time. And, and uh, it was very difficult to see last year uh, for him personally how everything went through. You see currently what comes out on the Olympics and you see art athletes that struggle with certain issues. And I think it's good 
that it's it's out in the open. I think people need to be supported. What I've tried to do last year in my best effort and even on a personal level is support as much as possible. Fee make him feel that he's supported and that he can count on us and that he can count on you guys and he can count. And that is challenging because there's a lot of expectation. He has a big name. Uh, obviously, he is somebody that, that everybody counts on. And I think with him moving away from the difficulties on a personal level, on his grandfather passing away, on whatever ever, ever happened and that, that stays in between me and him, I think he put himself in a very, very good spot this year. Now, this was an unfortunate injury. He had the same injury last year. So there was some scar tissue that flared up this week and there's no, there, there wasn't any risk taken. So he's been taken uh, a little bit of extra precaution basically. With his eagerness and his willingness and seeing that there's a lot of pieces missing, he really wanted to work his bay back. And I think the muscle just in, in a way of, of flaring up and, and a little bit of edema said, hold on a little bit, you're not completely ready, but it would be rather sooner than later. So we'll see him back and he'll be he'll be back on track to keep on going and keep on scoring. He's very, very committed. I'm very happy, more so for him personally, because he now he really found his way. And I think and I hope that, that uh, we can enjoy uh, uh, still a while of him here in this shape and form. Yeah, it, it would be good to get him back. I know uh, the Galaxy working on that. Uh, one more thing, I would say before we let you go, one of your best acquisitions so far this year would have to be uh, Greg Vanny. Uh, I'm bringing in Greg Vanny. Um, yeah, big round of applause. I, I knew that would get it. Um, how how important has he been, and and how easy is he to work with? He seems like a guy who knows what he wants. I have to imagine that that helps you as a general manager. Yeah, it, it makes it like if, and all the kidding aside about all the rules and the regulation and how things particularly work here. It makes it very helpful that somebody that is, is completely comfortable with it, but also knows how to play with that and, and anticipate certain things. He's a hardworking guy. He's a guy that has his heart in the right place. Family man, definitely completely identified with the club. Very, uh, very well organized with a great staff around him that supports him, that, he, that he's shown on... on obviously on, on Toronto, what, what he's capable of. Uh, I met him a few years ago when they prepared uh, for CONCACAF. I think they played Club America in Mexico, and they came and did a 12-day uh, uh, training camp at our facilities at the Mexican Federation, where I had my office. And at that point, I, well, I, it's a little bit my first uh, contact with him, and I watched his training sessions and his game, and I kept following, obviously, with... Uh, with, a, with an interest of, of him at some point playing here and, and well you have to keep an eye on everything like you have to keep an eye on national coaches international coaches and it's the same as with players and and the ability to, to or the, the availability of him leaving Toronto after that speaking to him and willingness to listen to us listen to where we would be going where our roster stands the interest of connecting that really to the second team, which has been very positive in the last few years, uh, and our academy efforts, that really spoke to him. And I must say, you, you see that he has no fear of putting somebody on the field. Somebody for me that stood out very much yesterday in the second half was Adam Saldana. And that speaks highly of, of Greg and his staff, yep. that their willingness to put him on the field 
and not just one game and then three months nothing and whatever and and to be honest uh, the uh, the uh, the idea behind it clarity how to play knowing the league feeling completely identified i think when you're appreciative of of something you do a step extra right and i think he was very and he is very appreciative of of his galaxy family and of his background and of giving the opportunity here so you always feel and you see that that, that apart from being a hard-working guy that he's willing to give a step extra for us it's very uh very good and i think for everybody very good that he's around well uh dennis we want to thank you for stopping by everybody a big round of applause for la galaxy general manager dennis Closa. dennis thanks for stopping by we really appreciate it thank you very much and enjoy your beers <laughs> yes absolutely all right perfect um if, if we could switch out seats now, I, I see him standing in the back. Um, if we could get Kevin Hartman up here, uh, and maybe you, 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 you guys can switch seats for a little bit. A big round of applause here for Mr. Kevin Hartman coming up. Somebody keep Chris Tucker away from him. I'm just saying. All right. We got, we, we got, we got one of these old school jerseys here. Kevin's showing up. The hair's looking blonder than ever. I'd just like to point out, there's going to be lots of people listening to this that, that don't know how, how it's going. So I want to make sure I give everybody, you know, sort of the, uh, the breakdown on all this. There you go. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for coming. I know I, I, I sent you probably 300 or 400 messages, and eventually after badgering you, you were like, yeah, I'll come. I'm fairly noncommittal. <laughs> Talk to my wife. That, that's right. I know you had to get the hall pass. That's, what, that's what, Me too. I understand how that is. That's, that's He's actually wrong. here. She came with me. So, so, so there you go. It's yeah. perfect. It's a great night out. So uh, a bunch of Galaxy fans here. I know everybody was excited that you were, you were coming. Um, I, have, I, was, I did do a little bit of, of prep. Homework. I asked some questions to some people who maybe know you pretty well. Um, and so the first question they wanted me to ask you, um, and we'll see if maybe you can figure out who this is, uh, was how do you keep your hair so blonde? Oh, my gosh. Yes. All my friends would uh, kind of throw me okay. under the bus like that. So okay. that's, uh, that, that's a tough guess. That, that one doesn't give it away. Okay. <laughs> that, that's okay. That's okay. The other thing I heard is I heard that you like music. Right. I do like music. Okay. Do you have yeah. any particular bands that, you're, uh, that are your favorites? Actually, one of the reasons that I was turned on to the podcast was because the uh, Los Angeles is burning within the uh, the that, opener, which is a I'm a big Southern California punk guy, so okay, good, love that, all that bouncing souls stuff like that. That was good. We have to play like five seconds of each song so we don't get copyright infringements. It sounds like a really like cool intro, but it's really just for copyright reasons that we can't play <laughs> all those songs. Um, I, I heard you got tickets to go see uh, a oh, concert talk though. Talk to Kalichman. <laughs> I, I did not talk to Kalichman. It was not Dan, although although it, it's somebody close. Uh, I heard you got tickets to a concert and you were really excited about going to the Killers concert. Was that was that true? Yeah, that's true. My wife my wife was turned me on to the fact that she could get two tickets and they're like fourth row seats to the Killers and we've been to the Killers concerts a number of times and. Uh, so I saw it as a great opportunity. Was really excited about it. Only to, and I it was August twenty seventh. So I'm like, oh, August twenty seventh. You, you, like you were getting pumped the up the night yeah. before we play LAFC. Right after the MLS uh, All Star game, you, you had the day off. You you could have gone. Yeah, I was going to go, except it's not until twenty twenty two. That's the so story. I heard. There's a little bit of a pause that we'll have to hit it here. You'll you'll have plenty of time to get a babysitter or anything that you need to do. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. Except we'll probably be on the road next year. That, that that'll time. that'll be yeah. You you won't get to go. Your wife will have a good time though. Yeah, she'll so. she'll sell my. That, that'll be good. Uh, no, I was I was talking to Jonathan Bond a little bit beforehand, and he was like he was like ask him about the concert tickets. So I said I said I will I will ask him about that and get it going. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm sure we want to touch on, obviously, uh, the, the legend that sits next to us having played for the LA Galaxy, that type of thing. But um, the, the really interesting thing that's happening right now is you've taken on the, the goalkeeper coach uh, job. Uh, and you you get to work with guys like Jonathan Bond who have come in, and I think most people will say um, they feel a lot more comfortable with him in the, in the in behind the net or, or in between the pipes right now. What what is it about him that sort of makes him that that calm presence back there? Because he seems relatively unfazed by things. Yeah, I mean, I think he really is co- somebody that concentrates on the technique of it all and not necessarily gets absorbed in the moment. And so I think he deals really well with pressure. You know, I think for me on a day-to-day basis, it's great to work with the goalkeepers that we have. Um, obviously, Jonathan Klinsman, somebody that pushes the level on a regular occasion. So if Bondi's not engaged, then he he's has somebody that's kind of lurking. But at the same time, I... I feel like it's a difficult thing to off. I mean, to uh, displace somebody that I think has probably been the best goalkeeper in MLS uh, for the first portion of the season. Yeah, it seems that way, and I know he's given up a lot of goals, and I know the the Galaxy have, have given up a lot of goals. Maybe that's you know that's certainly one of the things I know you guys want to work on. But at the same time, I don't know that you can put any particular blame on on Jonathan in some of that stuff. They're, they've been you know bad goals sort of whenever they come through. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think as a goalkeeper myself, I always considered a goals against average is really like the cumulative efforts of the defense, right? And so when we would concede, I would have to take a look at everything with a really nuanced eye and say, was this my fault or was this not my fault? You know, and I think for me, um, there's expected goals and there and stats have obviously kind of evolved with the stuff that Stats Bomb and like Opta have been doing um, that give you a lot more clear picture. And I think it. Uh, you know, for me, I just feel like even in what the first second minute last night, you know, he makes a save at the top of the top of the uh, goal area, that really keeps us in it, you know, and allows us to feel like, you know, even if we're not playing at our best, you know, we have Bondi back there to give us the opportunity to kind of regroup. I thought we persevered through maybe the first 15, 20 minutes last night, and then we were able to kind of settle into, you know, what we believe is more of the way that we want to play, playing across the game channel and really getting people in some isolated positions, but also numerically make sure that we're trying to outnumber the opponent in portions of the field and did a much better job of that as the game kind of went on. And we took advantage of uh, of some opportunities. We had wonderful goals from a number of different players. And uh, all in all, I thought it was a great team effort. And, you know, we're probably we need to win this next one to get exactly where we wanted to be after 17 games. And so, um, yeah, I mean, his efforts have not gone unnoticed. You know, it makes my life a lot easier to know that I have somebody that's going to come in and is selfless, works hard, um, and really is just a leader back there for the group. Perfect. And I, I will say, I'll start off by just saying the, the jersey you're wearing is legendary. The Jorge Campos picked the excellent choice. Is there a story behind the jersey? Uh, or, you know, I figured that you didn't buy that at a Nordstrom Rack. But that's, no, that's, I there's actually, a story yeah, there. I, I, I believe at some point either I absconded with this from Raul's equipment room <laughs> or Jorge actually gave it to him to me himself. But, you know, when I first came into the league, um, Jorge was somebody that I had a lot of admiration for, somebody that I felt fortunate to play with. Um, and one of the reasons I felt so fortunate is I knew that I was going to get 20 minutes every game, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I considered it to be probably the most revered substitute goalkeeping position in the league. Um, you know, I was playing under pressure for the last 15 to 20 minutes of the game. There was usually something on the line at that point. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, he's somebody that I idolized, you know, not necessarily probably pri- prior to playing with him. But once we played together, I just realized – 
you know, just what a great understanding of the game that he had and, and, and small things that he did, maybe not, weren't always technically the right things to be doing, but tactically he just had a great understanding and, under, uh, and recognized exactly what every situation called for. And there'd be times where there'd be lofted service into the box and if you would come and deal with it, it might get a little bit dangerous, but you would see him go call for, call for it and then let it roll innocently out the far sideline, you know, and so and the fans love that. I just thought it was really cool to be able to see him uh, be able to think that many steps ahead. Yeah, it, I mean, we talk about uh, Galaxy champions of past, and one of the things the podcast has done is tried to touch, you know, with some of the guys. I think whenever the pandemic first hit, we had you on the podcast. Maybe we talked a little bit um, about that, but um, with with uh, Greg Vanny, with Dan Couchman, you you have this group that has played for the LA Galaxy, has been champions for the LA Galaxy, or, or you know really press those early years of the, of the LA Galaxy. What has that what has that translated to in the coaching realm, right? What has that allowed you guys to do now with this group, who uh, from at least the outsider perspective looks like they're playing for each other way more than anything that we've seen in the LA Galaxy in the last four years. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to speak on kind of what what it was that uh, was going on within the locker room before I arrived, but I can say that, you know, there, there's been a real recognition of the community that we have built in the past and our recognition of, of the fans and the people that have really gotten this league to where it is now and the club to where it is now. And so um, I obviously left in 2007 before David arrived and before a lot of uh, the championships that, that uh, we've attained, but... Uh, the reality is, is the club is the people within the club, and it's not drive-by advertising that you see on the side of the 405 or the 110. It's about us going out and making connections and relationships. And you know, I, I felt so blessed to have been able to work really hard over the last number of weeks, and we get you know six, seven alumni within the uh, within the stadium last night. And for people like that to be able to reconnect and feel like they're a part of something that you know, John Garvey was there last night. John Garvey hasn't played for the club since 1996, right? And so to have somebody like that, Andrew Shue out there last night, um, these are the guys that really kind of got things started. And, you know, back in 96 when we were playing in front of tons of people and trying to figure things out at the Rose Bowl, and it's obviously evolved. And to see guys like Jack McBean out there last night, and, and I just, it, it's cool to talk about a history of the club, you know, and that's not something that, we ever had you know we were talking about in 2002 how small that the league had gotten right. and to see how far that it's expanded and uh to see the quality of players within the league now something that's uh r really exciting do you do you see i mean looking projecting forward here for the rest of the season uh there's a there's improvement to be made you guys feel like you're in a good spot but you're not where you want to be you're not even close is that is that fair to say yeah, I mean, I would say that, you know, we have a lot of players that have real niche skill sets. And uh, I just don't think that we've had everybody there at the same time for us to really be able to build that continuity that we would really like to. Um, with that said, I do think that there's an understanding of how we want to play. Um, and, you know, anytime that you lose the number of players that we've lost through some of the international competitions, whether it's the Nations League or whether it's the, the Gold Cup, you're obviously going to you're going to make some uh, have some difficult times during uh, during spots in the schedule when when people are away. But certainly um, we look forward to having everybody back. We're appreciative of all the efforts that people have made. Um, and we feel like any time that we get the opportunity on a Friday night to pick up three points and throw those in the bank, that Saturday Saturday afternoon is going to be fine. It is a good Saturday afternoon so far. So that's good. Hey, Eric, you have one more for, for Kevin? 
have uh, one more. Going to put you on the spot just a little bit here. Okay. Uh, you know, we have a lot of Galaxy historians in the room here, uh -oh. and having played the game, um, you know, in now that you're a coach and you kind of see the game up close, if you had to pick a four-man back line, we know our goalkeepers love their defenders in front of them. Who would you pick if you can put them in a time machine and get them there? Who would you want in front of you? As your defenders, and and Greg and Dan Kalishman are not going to listen to this, so you know, don't feel they're like not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll make sure they don't listen. I'm sure I'm sure they don't. You know, I obviously, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't play with the club from you know 2007 on, and I, I know Todd um, Dunavant was a player that I had a lot of respect for. Um, I thought probably offensively, I thought Greg probably brought a lot to the table in terms of his ability to switch the point of attack. He was also dangerous on set pieces. So I'll take Greg as my left back. You know, I thought, uh, you know, centrally, I, I, I love playing with both Robin and Dan. Um, Oh my gosh. Robin Frazier, Dan I Kalichman. Mean, Chris is over here looking at me like, well, I <laughs> like, wonder how quick he's going <laughs> to be through his alumni list. I, <laughs> I, uh, I think obviously the game has developed quite a bit. Um, there's more opportunity for American players now. Um, but at the same time, there was really only 200 spots for professional players within the United States back in you know the early days of this thing. So um, there, there was a lot of a lot more players that had to deal with a lot more adversity. So sometimes with that opportunity, sometimes uh, things become a little bit easier within it. So um, at right back, give me some people, Chris. Who, Danny Califf, he played in the center of the park too, right? You're going to play him out of position. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Franklin. There you go, T-Rex, Sean Franklin. Sean Franklin. I mean, quite honestly, Julian Araujo right now. Julian's been been phenomenal. I I, I was saying uh, he, he he must have like an assist or a goal bonus because he's yeah. forward a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> he does a good job on the defensive side as well. Yeah, he, I, I appreciate you indulging us with that. I know that that's a, a difficult thing to answer. I know. I, I'm not sure I really <laughs> threw myself into a corner there because I didn't really yeah, get a legit answer. There, but. there was no wrong answers there, especially <laughs> with Dan and, and Greg. Broad brush, it, it was fine. <laughs> well, uh, Kevin, we want to thank you very much for uh, for stopping by. Big hand for Mr. Kevin Hartman. Yeah, thanks, Ladies guys. and gentlemen, thanks Kevin, thanks me. thanks so much. We yeah, really appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. All right, enjoy the killers. Show. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how that killer show goes. All right, that's that's what we'll do. All right. Um, no, so so thankful for uh, again another big round of applause for Dennis DeClosa and for uh, Mr. Kevin Hartman. Uh, they didn't have to come down here, um, but I kept bugging them until they did. So that that's good. It worked out well for us, and we're glad to have them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the game uh, because it was a four-one victory. Because it was four different goal scorers. Because the LA Galaxy um, looked like they were going to give up about six or seven goals in the first fifteen minutes and had everybody sort of on edge there. Uh, it was it was one of those games, Eric, where you come. Well, one, I was tired of typing after the first <laughs> half, so I was exhausted in the press box, and I don't know how people. I know people in the stands were probably ex exhausted after the first half as well. But um, you know, we're sort of we're, we're seeing a consistency form here with a lineup that has been anything but consistent. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Vanny has played back-to-back -back lineups in the same positions, at least, yet. I know there hasn't been a quote-unquote first-choice 11 played through 17 games, or 16 games, mm -hmm. 16 games, 17 games next time, 16 games so far. Um, and that the fact that the LA Galaxy have third place locked up over the weekend, regardless of what happens, mm -hmm. I mean... Everybody remembers how bad last year was, right? I mean, this it feels like it almost feels like forget, Christmas in July <laughs> here at the end that the LA Galaxy are sort of where they're at right now. Yeah, I think uh, 
I think Kevin mentioned it and he buried the lead. I'm just bummed I missed Andrew Shu at the game. You know, as a Melrose plant, yes, uh, Melrose I know. Place fanatic there. Uh, but but I think one of the standouts and uh, you know Dennis mentioned it and Kevin mentioned it. I think Julian Araujo has just been absolutely incredible this season. I think um, the Galaxy they've really benefited from him not getting into the U.S. national team call-up and then the Olympics, kind of what happened there, uh, we were expecting to see him miss minutes during the season because we were expecting some type of call-up. But, you know, kind of the U.S. national team's loss and the Olympic team lost is the Galaxy's gain. And he's someone who just, as the season goes on, he just seems to be getting better and better. And when that extension happened, you just think, well, let's enjoy our time while he's here because I think he's going to be moving on to, to greener pastures somewhere else, you know, because he's just playing he's just playing so well, you know, with, with the assists and locking down other, other players offensively. It's just been... Uh, he, he's just been so crucial. And then another player that's been a highlight and it's kind of turned it around in the last probably four or five games is Samuel Grandsir. Um, you know, someone who was a little bit slow to start and maybe wasn't there. Let's give it up for Samuel Grandsir. I was going to say first goal. His first, first goal, goal after hitting the crossbar which, twice in two games. I, I, think? I will say that there was a prediction on Thursday that Grandsir was going to get his first goal. And there, I was, there was a guy who said. It, it's but, not like he went out on a limb for that. <laughs> I mean, was, the guy has been was, getting close. He was but yeah. working there. But but he's another player who just he has that engine, uh, and he, he's just he's really putting it all together. And that kind of leads us to, to Kevin Cabral, who, you know, we see that he's having those struggles, but you also saw him shake a defender like it's there. So I think Kevin Cabral is next in line. Grand Sur finally got it going. He got his goal. I have faith that I think Cabral, uh, you know, he, he's missing those chances now, but I think he has the talent and the ability to get it right. So I think the Galaxy's moving in the right direction, and that's before getting Sebastian Legit back, before getting Jonathan Dos Santos back. So uh, I'm excited to see when we finally get that first choice 11, hopefully at some point during the season, and that's not including Chicharito Hernandez, also what he can bring once he comes back and is fully healthy. I mean, you look at a, a guy, too, who is um, I, I think he may be uh, a secret Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Ryan Ravellison. Mm-hmm. Um, the overhead bike last night, um, that goal was in, outstanding. Yeah, in traffic. He made me swear on my Twitter feed, and I don't like to swear on my Twitter feed. I said the S word. It was horrible. Um, but only him and Zlatan got me. I know Cosmo. I'm sorry. Cosmo just gave me a disappointed <laughs> look. I, I I deserve that. A disappointing Cosmo. That's 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 that's, 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 that's worse than your father sometimes. That is that is absolutely. I, you don't want to disappoint Cosmo. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just I mean, Greg Vanny even is surprised by by Revelison, right? He comes in, he's like, yeah. Um, I, I think in his press conference last night, he said something of the fact where like, yeah, at his old club, he played more of like an eight, I guess, but like he wasn't scoring goals, yeah, right? And he's like, but he's scoring goals, and this is a guy who continues to score goals, and just, I mean. You know, I, I, I'm not the most athletic person in the world, but I would have never thought in my whole entire life to try to bicycle that shot. Yeah. I mean, him and Zlatan think about that. Well, There's other yes. guys, right? I but think they, they train you to do that in Madagascar. I think that's, uh, that's, that's one of the first that, drills they run. That's how they score all their goals exactly. in Madagascar, yep. actually. That's why they don't, their national team, not great. It's, 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 a, low, it's <laughs> a low percentage Overhead shot. Overhead bike kicks only. Only. Um, yeah, but he, he, he brings a calmness with him, too, that I think is so appreciated. I think especially when you have a lot of youth players and players who are playing for those spots i think the, the calmness that he brings and really settles that midf- midfield position and like you said we we're kind of expecting him to play more of that defensive role maybe that six maybe that eight but the fact that he's getting on the score sheet's really been incredible so he, he's another one who's just been completely on fire and you hope that can continue i mean i mean and you look at what they were able and again we talked about the first 15 minutes you get uh you know Revelison scoring in what the 27th mm-hmm. you had the portland timbers score in the 29th 
Um, that ruined a whole bunch of things, and just in terms of uh, me trying to like you know get yeah. get write things down and do other things yeah. uh, up in the press breath. box. Yeah, I, there was a there was somebody on Twitter. I wonder if they're here. I I don't know. I don't know that they are a listener, but I saw them, and uh, he said I was trying to record a reaction to oh, yeah. the uh, <laughs> to the Revelison goal, and instead I got a reaction to Portland Timbers scoring. Yeah. And it was like it was just this guy who was like smiling, and then it goes down, yeah. and he's watching it get closer, and the smile gets smaller and smaller, and then the ball goes in the back of the net, yeah. and he's just shaking his head. And it was it's perfect. It's exactly what you you know. And that's you know that's about soccer. Uh, Victor Vasquez getting the header. Yep. Julian Araujo running to the thing. I, I thought it was really interesting with Greg Vanny talking about. Uh, I asked him last night about Julian Araujo and sort of the progressions that he's made. And one of the things he said is, you know, I asked Julian Araujo to get more towards the end line, right? And we talk so much especially me. I'm a huge fan of an early cross. I've never seen an yeah. early cross I didn't love because <laughs> I don't like letting a defense set up. I don't like things, you know, being uh, predictable. And an early cross is unpredictable. You can put people in the space, a whole bunch of things like that. But whenever you look at what Julian Araujo was asked to do, Greg Vanny asked him to take the extra touch. He asked him to get to the end line. He asked him to make people draw to yeah. him. And look at the two goals that he assists yeah. on. The, Both the of those. was a great, you know, really forcing that through, you know, making the defender commit and then putting it in. So, you know, it, it's it's just been incredible what he, what he's done this season so far. And then another player, when we talk about the PK, I think we had definitely have our, our penalty kick taker now with Sasha Kleshin. He was another player who, you know, with his age and he's kind of one of those veterans, you think, well, he's not going to be the everyday starter. But but I thought he's he's really stepped up to the plate and been incredible this season as well. I think he, he was huge yesterday. Yeah, he, he really was. Um just, just some, some really. I mean, and you, and you have Victor Vasquez, right? I mean, this is a guy who we know is not a long-term solution for anything, right? And he's out there, uh, just playing his heart out. Yeah. And and we know he came out, and and the official word was some uh, left hamstring tightness, I believe. Uh, Greg Vanny said that he, they they were hoping it was precautionary. They pulled him off. He said he was grabbing the back of his calf, a whole or back of his hamstring, um, a whole bunch. Uh, during the first half, and so they wanted to pull him off in time to make sure that they saved him. Yeah. Um, and we were able to get him for the rest of the uh, rest of the season. So, um, you know, for me, looking at that game and sort of what the um, what the Galaxy were able to accomplish. I mean, even look at who started in the, as a center back was Nick DePew. Now, mm-hmm. in the first. 15 minutes, yeah. that was not a great look, right? And, and Nick DePew struggled there. And you can blame some of that on the midfield for sure because Portland was able to p- pass yeah. through the midfield. Derek Williams is coming back now, maybe yes. feeling a little bit. And how about, um, how about Derek Williams, his first home game since you know since the, the incident in Portland where he, he basically ended uh, Andy Polo's season, uh, season mm-hmm. with a tackle, uh, he then has to play against the yeah. Portland Timbers. And I think you could see that there was some uneasiness yeah. um, from the Portland side. I felt like they were... A little was, more aggressive. It seemed like they were wanting to go after him, but they got into a hole in the second half so exactly. fast they never got a chance to sort of do that. Exactly. There were Portland Timbers fans complaining on Twitter that somebody should have gone after Derek yeah. Williams. Again, and this isn't hockey. It's not yeah. hockey. No, <laughs> we're not sending the goons out there. No, and and you know honestly there were a whole bunch. I thought the refereeing last night, um, which I think will come as no surprise, I thought it was atrocious. Um, I thought there were several yellow cards in the first half that should have been should have been given to Portland. Yeah, which, whenever you get a, a crowd around, let's let's hear boo for the ref. Boo, yeah, yeah, yeah there they we didn't go. Like it. They apologies to all our. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. So, I'm, I'm we glad. do have some referees who are listeners, so apologies. Yeah. not you. The refs from yesterday's game. Yeah, um, but just just in terms of, of the man management and sort of how that was that was done in that game, I thought it was um, I thought it was extremely. I thought Sam Grandier had one of the best games. He's had in a Galaxy mm-hmm. uniform last night, and he—you can see—he's not—he hasn't been in this long enough. He hasn't been in the league long enough to earn the respect of the referees. You can see that, yeah, because he's making great plays out there and he's getting cards 
uh, and, yeah. and he's getting whistles, <laughs> and he's getting talked to on a regular basis. And if that guy doesn't remind you of Ramon Alessandrini, I mean, it does, the right? Comps There's, are there. there it with seems the engine and just the... The, the way that yeah. he cuts mm -hmm. inside, the way that he moves, the way that he's sort of unpredictable in how he's supposed to be holding things. Um, and the strength. Yeah. I mean, if you Still can't have players. if you can't have Ramon Alessandrini back on your team right now, then <laughs> having uh, Sam Grandier is the it's next best bad. thing. It's maybe maybe if he's healthier, even better. Yeah. Well, yeah. If he's staying on the field, so that's definitely a plus. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Uh, the Galaxy's still struggling though with with Ethan Zubak up top. Um, and we've seen that. Um, there's not a lot of production there. I thought he put himself in some good spots last night. I thought he tried to be physical in his battles, and I think that as as the player he is, he needs to be that. Yeah. Um, but having said that, he was a you know it felt like the Galaxy were playing with ten out there sometimes because he's not exactly a, a scoring threat on a regular basis. Yeah, and what what I I looked up the passing chart as well, looking at it, and he was a little bit more removed. I think where his struggles have been in the past, he kind of sits up top and waits for things kind of the ball to move in his direction. So he was playing a little bit further back, and that also could have been Grand Sur and Cabral pushing up. So uh, there is a progression with Zubac, and we'll see how long, how much longer, uh, you know, Javier Hernandez is out, and then, uh, you know, if there are some signings uh, that we weren't able to get confirmed on the show, which um, it's too bad we couldn't get that, we, we that can hot do, take. We can do a rumor. <laughs> we can do a rumor. I have sources. Yeah. I mean, but, I, but I, if Dennis is still here, he just has to put his fingers in his ears for a second. But I think until that, we know with recent signings, uh, they take a while to get here. So, you know, it looks like Zubac will get, you know, a few more games in there. So maybe he, he'll start moving in the right direction. We'll see how it goes. But as it's been so far, it hasn't hasn't been there yet. Yeah, and, and the latest news, if you listen to our Thursday Night Podcast, it hasn't changed since then. Um, but sources indicate that uh, the LA Galaxy have reached uh, personal agreement with uh, Jovalich. Um, so personal terms are done. Last I heard, they were still negotiating um, with the team, Eintracht Frankfurt, just to make sure all the T's are crossed, the I's are dots. Dennis would never say anything unless it was 100% done. Um, so I, I understand that, and that's the Galaxy policy. It's not maybe 100% done, but we're definitely in that 98% range. It seems like all that stuff will be heading in that direction. So unless there's some major hiccup, which there always can be, um, it seems like uh, Jovalich will be joining the LA Galaxy. You know, I, I said sometime before the playoffs, depending yeah, on uh, nice. depending <laughs> on how uh, how the visa situation goes. But realistically, because he's not coming um, out of the French embassy, uh, it looks like he'll be coming out of the German embassy. And it seems like perhaps Germany has their stuff together a little bit more than the French embassy right now. So it may be a little wow. bit faster. Don't yeah. expect don't expect a ton faster. I'm not saying he's going to be here next week. Um, but once uh, the LA Galaxy announce which. If all of that goes through, there could be an announcement next week. So um, you've seen that. And then uh, the news that we couldn't confirm on Thursday night when we talked, but was able to confirm on Friday morning, was that Pipo Gonzalez has reached a loan deal uh, with Alualense. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I said someone's gonna start an applause break for that. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but thank you for your service, people, Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's on a six-month loan deal. I think after that six months, we'll sort of see where everything sits with him. But um, the LA Galaxy put out, "Thank you, people." Mm -hmm. um, they usually don't say thank you whenever they put you on loan. It's usually like they only say thank you when you're going away. So uh, I don't expect that, that People Gonzalez is going to be coming back. Mm -hmm. um, it's good, though. He gets to go back to Costa Rica. He gets to play with Alavalense. I think it's a win-win um, for him. It, it is. I, I think it works. And I would imagine, um, although I have none of this confirmed at all, uh, but just my assumption is the LA Galaxy are covering a portion of that 
of that salary yeah. whenever he goes to Awalalente. But regardless of how that goes, even if they pay it, it's still cap relief. There's still some salary relief there. Even if, you know, Awalalente pays $100,000, you're paying them, you know, 700 something thousand dollars. That's still, you know, $100,000 that you didn't have to pay. And he's currently taking up a huge amount of targeted allocation money um, in that spot. So this allows the LA Galaxy to get a little more flexible. And if we're doing the math with Jovalich coming in, Jovalich isn't a TAM signing. Jovalich is a U22 signing. So the TAM signing coming in for Pipo, so that money that Pipo has right now could be used for another player. Yeah, round of yeah. applause for Dennis DeClose. That actually is, yeah. it's... The, that's that, that's that's where that flexibility comes in. Yeah. He, he didn't want to talk about the intricacies of that U22, the youth development slot. Um, I will a little bit just in terms of the LA Galaxy should not have been allowed to have a U22 spot for Julian Araujo. Um, but the league is allowing that to happen because they think that there's a positive outlook on these younger players getting them in and making them U22. So it's a really important designation. And now it's a precedent that has been set across the league so others can do it. Uh, but I was talking to, to my good friend Chris Tucker about some of this stuff. Uh, Chris and I talk multiple times a day. All the, yeah, all, he probably talks to me more than his wife. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, but whenever you look at this, seeing the LA Galaxy jumping headfirst into this, right? They, they, if you look around the league, look at the guys who are making one U22 signing, right? Because they have three designated players uh, making one U22 signing. The Galaxy said, no, 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 we're going to make three. We're going to go young DP, which Kevin Cabral is a huge risk, right? Because he's a development project. You may see the designated player tag next to his name. That's great. But he's a development project. All right. The reason they're getting him is because they think in the five years that they have him, that of those five years, they're probably going to have three really good years for him, and they're going to be able to sell him at the end of that for a lot of money. That's the risk that they're playing here. But in order to back up that risk, what they're doing is they're going in and signing these U22 players. All right. And that's a huge cap hit, cap savings. That's a huge deal in terms of getting Julian Araujo. They don't think they're keeping Julian Araujo for five more years. Right. As much as everybody would love to, for him to stay for five more years, that's not the plan. That's never been the plan. Julian Araujo, if he's not gone this summer and there's only a little bit of time left for that really to happen, um, he's going in the winter. I mean, that feels like that's the natural progression of where it's going. He's playing too well. He's been one of the best right backs in Major League Soccer um, this year. Um, and it just – he talked – by the way um, – he talked last night afterwards. I sort of said, you know, are you seeing the game differently? Are, you, are things coming or clicking for you? Yeah. And he goes, you know, one of the things I did before watching the Portland game was I went back and I watched whenever I played the Portland Academy. So he was an Academy wow. kid, <laughs> and he went and watched tape on the Portland game. He goes, not because it's the same players, but because they play similar styles. And I remember I had a really good game against them. And so I went back and watched that entire Academy game, and it sort of put me in that mindset. So I came in really confident. That's what Julian Araujo is doing. I know you guys think like these guys just play video games all the time, <laughs> which yes, they're allowed to, by the way. Okay, they're allowed to play video games. In Give, addition to in addition watching to game watching game tape and and doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing. Um, Julian Araujo, the first time I ever talked to him, could barely string like two sentences together. He was this little mousy kid who was you know 18 years old. How, yeah. Why why would he you know <laughs> 17, 18 years old? He he was not. And now you look at that look at the kid, and it's hard to imagine. He's a man now. He, he is a man. He's become a man right before our eyes. He, he it's it's so it's so fun when it's, they grow it's, up, isn't it? It's proud. Yeah, that's right. It, it is. Um, so he's been really fun to watch, just in terms. But I mean, the LA Galaxy are doing all the things you want them to do. Uh, they're going out and reinforcing an area that they need to reinforce, yeah. right? Um, you're getting that second striker. 
that puts in a whole bunch of flexibility. If we've seen one thing, uh, is Greg Vanny's not Guillermo Barrascoloto. It's not the same formation every time, yeah. right? It is, we can move things around. We can change things. We understand how to play in every single formation that we're going to put ourselves in, and that means we can change things and give us yeah. a look. I, you know, I didn't think they were going to get another center back with, with uh, Sega Koulibaly. Yes. I said, no, they already have enough center backs. But look at what it's been able to do. And, and not to mention, they got another center back with Ryan Revelison, who also can play center back. So it's kind of incredible the flexibility they have. And, and the other thing, kind of taking it back to the U22s and the younger players, uh, you know, Dennis mentioned it when he was up here, Vanny's willingness to put those young players in over and over again to get those reps. Uh, you know, you threw some shade to the French embassy. I don't know if, if Dennis was throwing shade or not to a previous regime where you put a player out and then three months, nothing happens again. Right. And then so getting that consistency of those minutes, I think that's crucial with Saldana, uh, you know, seeing those things happen. And obviously Julian, he's just benefited from all the minutes he's been able to keep. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can uh, find some of the stuff here we can play from the uh, from the, the press conference last night. I have a little bit from Greg Vanny um, talking about the start. And I think, I, I mean, the cool thing about, and this is, that there was a language barrier with Gamer Barrish-Scalotto, fully admit that. But he also never seemed to really want to dive into the details and explain things. Greg Vanny will go into 17 different layers of detail if you want to listen to him and sort of how he does things. So, um Let's see. Um, let's see if I can find a little bit of, of Greg here uh, playing. And uh, the first one came from Damian Calhoun. Damian asked the first question. He sort of said, "It seemed like you guys maybe had a little bit of a slow start." Um, and and Greg Greg corrected Damian sort of uh, pretty quick on that. Good question. Good question. I would remove might have out of the question. It was very slow. Uh, you know, we yeah, we just we got off to a, a very slow start. It was almost. Uh, I thought almost like hesitant at times where we would recover balls instead of playing a quick pass out to to be able to get out of the area where we recovered the ball. We were slow in transition. We were slow to get into good spots. We, everything was just we were behind the speed of the game and they were playing around us like we weren't there. And when we got it, we were giving it back. And then, <clears throat> you know, I could get very tactical as to our positioning was off and you know, our, everybody was standing right next to the guy that wanted to defend them, and there was no uncertainty on the field. It made it very, very easy for them to defend us. And so, uh, yeah, I was losing kind of my voice and mind in the first half, just trying to get us to get control of the game a little bit. As the half progressed, we started to find a little bit more time. We started to find a little bit more um, our connections, our positioning a little better. And then when we were able to get in at halftime and really talk it through, then uh, then we had a better go at the second half, obviously. And um, we were able he says we were able to keep the ball there. Um, the, the one that I, I sort of liked and I thought it was a really good um, indication of, of sort of where Greg Vanny is at is he told the guys, he goes, you know, the, the game's 90 minutes, and we always hear that, right? And you're looking for a complete LA Galaxy performance. We always talk about that. I think sometimes they're mythical, right? Because the way that you're sort of looking at these different things, you're like, all right, you know, can is it possible for a team to maintain that sort of composure and that control over a game uh, for 90 minutes? Uh, but uh, Greg gave the guys just a little something to think about whenever that came through. And uh, as I said to the guys, that's why the game is 90 minutes. You can start bad and find your footing and uh, and then take over the game. Um, it, it happened in reverse for us on, on the last on the road trip where we started off straight good and then uh, then we lost control of the game as it progressed. And tonight we, we kind of did the flip side. So we'll, we'll take it. Great, great results. Um, and overall, good performance for the guys. All right. So uh, there's a little bit of a Greg Vanny there. I want to give it up for Greg Vanny. Yeah, Greg Vanny. I mean... 
Remember, remember before this, and Greg's ever, at the wheel. Yeah, remember when? when I, yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Greg, take the wheel. Um, remember before this, uh, before the season started, everybody was sort of pontificating whether or not Greg Vanny would be the reason Greg Vanny was so good because he was in the Toronto system. Remember, that's why he was so good. It wasn't that Greg Vanny is a good coach. It was because Toronto was a good team and they had a good thing behind them. Where is Toronto right now after Greg Vanny left? Right? Yeah, a, a little bit of a dumpster fire there. I think, you know, there still can be an argument made on some of that stuff. So we have to take a long view of it. But what Greg has been able to do, and I think Dennis touched on a little bit, um, and maybe Kevin did as well, just the clarity that Greg Vanny gives people. You know, he, one of the things he told Julian Araujo that changed everything at the start of the season is, remember, you're a defender, so play defense first. I mean, it's it's stupid because that <laughs> it's would right there. Yeah. Right, you're like you're like come be on, a goldfish. Yeah, well, it was very Ted Lasso. It was very Ted Lasso. Maybe you know he says he doesn't watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> it makes me it's really undercover. uncomfortable. I don't know why, but I feel like maybe they're the same person. There you go. Okay, just checking. Uh, we also wanted to get up here uh, and and have a big welcome uh, for Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. He's here as well. I have no comment. You have no comment. Larry's, no comment. Larry's here. We're glad that he's here. Uh, Larry is, and and we refer to him as our crack COG research Did you team. Say crack or cracked? Crack, both, <laughs> both, absolutely. That all applies. Yeah, uh, Larry. Whenever he, um, I, I, first of all, I would like to point out, Larry. How long were you in the newspaper business as a sports journalist? Thirty-nine years. Thirty-nine years. All right. Larry worked for the LA Galaxy at the end of that for a little while, and then he was like, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. And I said, I didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> Started um, as a young paper boy in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, that's exactly right. Did you deliver papers as a, as a boy in I Ohio? I did not. Okay. I did not. Sorry, I might I have beat on some papers, but I didn't deliver them. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, it was. Um, I, I asked Larry, I said, hey, Larry, do you want to, I go, you know, if you still want to come to soccer games, you can just write for me if you want to. No, Josh, yeah. I, I came to you. Oh, that's right. You were begging, right? Is that what it was? No. No, no it wasn't. But anyway, Larry yeah. and I settled on this whole thing, and now Larry... Uh, how many lunches do I owe you? Because I pay you in lunches, right? Got to be at least 50. 50, 60. Larry is on most of the of the midweek media calls. Uh, whenever the game's not on Spectrum um, and it's an away game, uh, then uh, then Larry can can cover those as well. So uh, here's a guy who's retired who um, I think could take up uh, professional modeling, uh, not as not as clothes or anything like that, but as as like World War II tanks and stuff like that. Larry's a wizard. Yeah, it's a part-time hobby. It, it, I'm not very good at it, but some of them are okay. You send me pictures like once a week, you have a new one. It can't be that part-time. I got it once a month. Okay, yes. <laughs> once a month. So, um, But Larry does all that, and he writes amazing, like like easy, breezy articles. I don't know if you've ever read Larry's stuff, but it annoys me to the like end of the earth. I'm sitting there at 13 or 1,400 words, and I still haven't said what I want to say, and Larry has it all wrapped up in about 550, and it sounds perfect, and it's beautiful. And I remember one story that, that you did, and you sent it to me so I could look at it, and it was like 1,200 words, and I think I deleted about 400 words of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually true. Um, that's why I don't send him stuff anymore. I need for my self esteem. I, I need to be I need to be okay with that. So, um, but Larry, well, we yeah. remain on good terms. We we do. No, uh, Larry's great. Um, he the I'll tell you a fun fact about Larry that I think some of you know if you listen to the podcast. Uh, Larry has to make a comment after every uh, 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 national anthem. Every national yes, anthem, do. Larry has a comment. So as soon as they stop singing, Larry leans over to me and he'll tell me what he thought of the singer. <laughs> 
uh, immediately. Like they're still holding the last note. Larry comes over and leans. So that's I look forward to that all the time. Sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. See, he's old school. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Yeah, Larry. Um, Sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. It's not hard. And that's why for Josh's birthday, we're all singing the national anthem. No, we're on not. Three, or, no, that's, we're no. not going to do that. Larry's going to lead us. Let's see how he no, does I'm it. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, so the whole deal. Now, Larry, uh, yeah. we asked you to come up with some trivia questions. No, I volunteered to go. Oh, that's right. Because questions. I don't ask you to do things because then you might expect me to yeah. pay you. So. So, uh, so I assembled our COG research staff. Yes. Me. Yes, you. Uh huh. And I came up with uh, with a few trivia questions. So okay, that's you know, great. some of them are easy, some of them are hard. Eric got one which I didn't think was going to be answered correctly, but okay. But okay, let's start off with an easy oh, one. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I have to put sorry, I have sorry. to put yes. rules out okay. here. Yeah. Chris okay. Tucker isn't allowed to answer any of these. You cannot look it up. Yeah. No. Well, no. First. He doesn't I, I need to look up. Put that phone away. Hey, 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 hey. Put that phone away right, right in Brian, front. Brian, put that phone you're, away. You're not allowed to look up the answers, Brian. That's, Can't look that up the rules. answers. No. Put it away. Uh, we want to give... We wanna Sarah, g- put... Okay, okay yeah. your phone's away. They're All allowed right. to be on their phones, Larry. Okay. This is, You're not in charge of their sorry, phones. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm La- sorry. Larry, You'll by the way... after class. Yeah, Larry is on Twitter. Um, he just... Sne- he's sneaky on Twitter. We call him Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. He doesn't actually... I don't think he actually has an account. I don't. But he goes and he looks things up. So he'll say, hey, I saw you... I know what's on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Yes. Okay. Good. There we go. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Oh, wonderful. All right. So we want to give some stuff away. All right. Yeah. Now I have 12 tickets to the Wednesday game coming nice. up. All right. So we can give some of those away. Um, but I also want to make sure there's a lot of season ticket holders here. So, you know, uh, if you already have season tickets, then, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe don't go after these or, or do and bring some people. I don't really care. I just want to get rid of the tickets. Um, so we have those. Uh, what we want to do is we want to have uh, some trivia questions. So if you, if you know the answer, yell it out. We'll do our best to be fair on the first one. And I'm serious, Chris. I will come over there. You're not allowed to answer questions. You know, you know the answers. I don't even know the answers to these. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm good. Chris okay, is a all genius. the phones are put away. Yeah, phones are put yeah, away. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Give <laughs> all right, very good. Very good. Trivia question number one. Just yell it out if you know it. Stand up. Make sure we know who you are, and we'll and we're giving away. Should we give out four tickets at a time? I, I feel four, like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Right. So we're giving away four tickets to Wednesday's game. I have no idea, but these are courtesy of the LA Galaxy. They gave them to me um, to give to you guys. Is parking included? I don't think so. Okay. They don't. They they're not. They didn't want to be. I mean, you know, God bless them. But no, you, you're gonna have to pay twenty bucks for parking right. or whatever. It is. Or you're going to ride your bike. One of those. All right. So question, trivia question number one. Would you consider this an easy question or a hard question? Easy. Easy question for four tickets. Yell it out. Mr. Larry Morgan, hit it. Okay. Who led the team in scoring in 1996? Who led the team in scoring in 19... 19- there it is. We right got there. It. Yeah? Okay. Right there. Come, come on up. Just come on up. Give it up. Eduardo El Tanque Hurtado was the but, correct Hey, answer. but he didn't say his first name. Wait, wait, you don't need to. Oh, okay, okay. It, okay. it wasn't, it wasn't the other Hurtado. It wasn't the other Hurtado. Uh, what's your name? Jan. Jan. Okay, Jan wins job, our, Jan. First, our first four tickets. Jan, after the, uh, after the show, come up and give me your email address, and I will send you tickets. All right? Big hand for Jan. We got our first one. <laughs> sure. All right, we got more stuff. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Larry, will you please hit us with trivia question number two? All right. This, uh, let's see. Which one can I go? I'm going on my list that I put together last night. Uh, This one, fairly difficult. Okay. Okay. Difficult. Five players have four hat tricks. Name them. Five players players have have four hat tricks. Four hat tricks? How how are you supposed to know this? Name one. I looked it up. So Zlatan's one of them. Zlatan's one of them. Okay. So... The Who one, else? there's one which I don't think you're going to get, but you should get the other ones. I'm 
I'm trying to see if I can see so hey, I can get no hit. cheating. Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna give. Let's see. Nobody. So Zlatan and is Landon Donovan one of them? Landon Donovan's one of them. Okay, so we have two now. So you have three left. Who? Carlos Ruiz. Carlos Ruiz. No. No, not Carlos. Chicharito. No. No. Kobe is one of them. Kobe. Okay, there. You have two left. You have two left. You should get one of them. The other one, I'm not sure. Okay, give it. Well, I got Landon already. You got Landon already, huh? Bottle is one of them. That's one I didn't think you'd get. Edson Bottle. Okay, so Carpetian. Harut. Harut Carpetian. No, he has the fastest hat trick in league history. Who? No. Come on, you got to get the last one. Come on. This is good. Larry, hold on, hold on. He wore number seven. Come on. Andrew Shue. Robbie Keane. All right, wait. I think we did that as a group, so do we all have to go together now? This is this is yeah, a conundrum. That didn't work. <laughs> Larry had way too hard questions, and he made us group think this. This was a group project. Actually, there's one question which is really hard, but what, Dick, is it a single answer so we can have a winner? It's a single answer. Okay. But no, well, I have, I have a couple more questions though. All right, the the Galaxy had three coaches in 1999. Name them. 1999 had yeah. three coaches. Three coaches. You should get two of them, one of them, maybe not. Someone gets one of them. He coached one game. If yell you, one name. Yell you one name, you get tickets. Zambrano is one. There it is. Woo. All right. What's your name? Tony. Tony. Okay, Tony, you have four tickets. Come Woo. see me after. And, I, and the and other I ones were Siggy Schmidt and Ralph Perez. Ooh, Ralph yeah. Perez. Okay, now in 2008, How many they had three coaches. Okay, have, you we, should we, get all three. Okay, 2008, there were three yeah, coaches. Yeah. No, Chris Tucker, don't call on him. He knows everything. No, no, do not call on him. I'm serious. He knows all go the on. answers. Go on, go on. Yes, Rudolph, Bruce Arena, Kirby Jones. He's got it. Yes, I know, I know. Yes. Do you, Do you need tickets? Do you need tickets? I mean, okay, okay you okay, okay. So so Chris, you you'll come up. So Chris Tucker gets those as well. Okay. So we gave away our 12 tickets that we have, right? Okay, good. I'm glad we got that. I have two more questions. I'm saving the hard one for last. I, some of these these have all been hard. Where are you? I mean, you looked up the, the answer. The hard answers. one is really hard. Okay. Um. I have other stuff, but I also I want to give away a Corner of the Galaxy scarf. So if you want a Corner of the Galaxy scarf, pay attention to this question. Larry, please try to make it so that way people can okay, actually now get this. I must preface this by saying Eric Vieira got this question correct. I yep. was very surprised. But he already, ha he already has a scarf. So what, okay. why, were, why are you surprised? Everybody knows Kobe Jones scored the Galaxy's first goal. First ever goal. Who scored the second one? No, you no, don't get the answer. <laughs> Who scored the second one? Who scored the second one? Second goal. Second goal. Who? Second. Oh, way in the back. Yes. What is it? Very good. Yes. Very good. We have we have a scarf. Arash Noah Moose. You, you this can scarf is for you. Come 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 come. Arash, get, come is that you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Tucker wants to know who scored for New York. Giovanni. Oh boy. Yeah. Giovanni Savarese. I've watched that, that, those highlights. Wait, Eric, I'm okay. impressed. That's that's very good. <laughs> but you cheated, didn't you? I did not cheat. I, no. that, that was off the cuff. All right. Do we have any? Again, we have Larry's surprise. We have one more question. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I feel like we should give stuff away. I yeah. feel like okay. Yeah. Why don't you? How about you two talk this amongst is the one yourselves? That stumped you two before the talk show. amongst yourselves for two seconds while I go grab something in the back okay. so I can All give right. it away. Okay. Do you think you guys can handle this? I'm telling you two have to talk. Fill air. I will no. be right back. <laughs> you know they, they have not told me thank you for doing all this research. So, so set us up with a question. 
I never get thank you from Josh. I never do. So Larry, set it, set us up with the beginning of the chat of the of the question. Pardon? Start start off the question. Okay. So get people thinking because it's one All of the right. harder ones we went. This the, is the hard one. I think it's a hard one. Nobody got it before the show. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So we have our Ted okay. Lasso, Ted Lasso inspired shirt. Who is the galaxy's all-time leader in red card ejections? No. No, good guess. Good guess. Who? No. No, Danny Pena is a good guess. And No. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. This guy played only two and a half seasons, so he was a very bad boy. No, no not Yella. Not Yella. No. no. Nigel um, Young. Was, is there a hairstyle, maybe, perhaps? <laughs> yes, there is a hairstyle involved in this. Not, not a Xavier. No. No. Uh, his, okay, his initials are... Oh, that's going to give it away. I don't care. We need to eventually <laughs> give it away. What's, let's, what's okay, the, let's put it this way. He was, a, he, he was a striker. He was a striker. He was a striker. A hard-nosed striker, had a very good uh, tournament in the 2002 World Cup. A, a U.S. men's national team player at US, one point? Yes. Who? No. 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 I think... Clint Mathis! The there Clint it is. All-time leader in Clint, red card. Clint, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on up here. Uh, and, and They're cleaning up. They got, they, they got everything. Nice shirt. All right, what, what size shirt do you wear? A medium. Okay. Uh, come get a back. round of applause for all that trivia yeah, stuff? Come back and see me, and I'll get you a medium. Thank you. Okay? Uh, by the way, uh, we had uh, this was a rush project that I put together really fast. Uh, if you've uh, if you've seen, uh, Nikki K had an interview with uh, Jason Sudeikis, and she said, uh, you know, I'm the sideline reporter for the LA Galaxy. Do you have any uh, advice for the guys? And this is, of course, the guy who plays Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, uh, you're missing out. We got Greg, some AFC yeah. Richmond kits in yeah, the house. Yeah, there are some AFC Richmond. Uh, it, Greg Greg Vanny doesn't watch it, and that's the only reason that he's not like you know not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent on the on the way, Chris. Uh, I, I don't know why you have them. I know uh, you're, you're going to eventually get it. But anyway, uh, Jason Sudeikis, in his best Ted, Ted Lasso, uh, totally off the cuff, said uh, said exactly this. He says, "Look, you're the galaxy. Why not be the universe?" Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's and and that seems like great. That's a great line. So so we put it on a shirt. All right. You'll notice there's five five quasars on the shirt too because I'm I'm not stupid and I know how to put the proper number of quasars out here. Uh, we'll have some of these up here if you guys want to come up and buy them. I, I got these made quickly, uh, so we'll do them for like 15 bucks, and you guys can take one. And as far as I know, I'm not reprinting these, so this will be a show exclusive for you guys. Um, so we can do that afterwards. I'll be hanging around um, to do some of that stuff. Do you have Do you have any more? Oh, sir. You're all out of uh, trivia questions. Yes, I am. Um, what did you think of the game last night before we let you like go? Uh, aside from the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought it was very, <laughs> a very good game. They were very lucky to get through that unscathed. Yeah, it felt like that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was there was a spacing issue. They Greg, look a lot like Jamaica versus the U.S. in the Gold Cup when the Jamaica was all over them at the start of the game. Right, and then then the sort of I mean I, I think that's a that, that's a little bit of a tip of your hat to the Galaxy who have faded in games and we saw them build into a game and building yeah. into a game is much better than fading in a game. If not for Jonathan Bond, they would have been in an early hole. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I, I also think that 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 start is sort of indicative of what you get whenever you don't have a guy like Sebastian Legette, right? Um, for as much as Legette plays the playmaker role um, a lot for the U.S. men's national team, um, and obviously we have Mexico and, and uh, the U.S. going up against each other in the Gold Cup final with Sebastian Legette on one side and Efrain and uh, Jonathan Dos Santos on the other side, uh, that gets played tomorrow, I believe. Uh, is it 5.30? Five o'clock. Uh, yeah, 5 o'clock? Yeah, five well, sure. that's so, pregame, 5.30. So, yeah, yeah 5, 5.30, somewhere in there um, for, for that kick. Um, if you're a Galaxy fan, there's a bunch of you here, uh, then you're rooting for no injuries. 
um, and then everybody gets yeah. back as quickly as possible, and that's how it goes, and that's usually how we keep it here. Um, but I think watching Sebastian Legette and what he's able to do with the U.S. men's national team, I think there's questions of why he can't do that with the LA Galaxy, and the answer is that he's really playing a different position, and he's being asked to do something different for the LA Galaxy. And what he does for the LA Galaxy is clean things up, is work back on defense, is cut out lanes, is clog the middle and make things difficult to come through, be hard to get around. And so when you look at um, what you know um, Jonathan Dos Santos brings and what Sebastian Legette brings, that's really what the LA Galaxy are missing in the midfield right now. You can see it. They're missing even with Ravellison, who I think is going to be great. But even as everybody said, oh, well, that's our six. That's absolutely the six. And I think he can play the six. I think you're seeing he's more of an eight. Um, he's definitely more of an eight. He might be a ten yeah. with sort of the, some might of the be ways. A nine. He, yeah, he might be a nine. He's a, uh, who was it? I think uh, Julian Araujo said that he's in the box more than some of the strikers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and, and that's that's awesome. And if you heard Greg Vanny's uh, little story he told about Ravellis in the first day he was training with him, he came out and they were setting up for some set pieces. And they set they they put the set pieces out and they moved Ryan uh, just outside the box. And they said, all right, we want you to stay here and sort of protect uh, for any sort of counterattack that type of thing. And Ryan looked at him and sort of said, okay, I'll do it for this game but next game I'm in there right and we've seen what he's been able to do with uh, with set pieces and yeah. sort of be able to do it hey Josh uh, yeah I have a question for you yes right now who would be your most valuable player on the galaxy I have three candidates obviously Chicharito is one yes Jonathan Bond uh-huh Julian Araujo mm-hmm. who is your MVP mm-hmm. I think there are votes for either one of them. Okay, well, let's do, we could do we could do a, does does I mean yeah, Revelison the could, crowd meter. Do yeah, we do, do, we, crowd do, meter? We do a do a, I was gonna say I think there should be some. Um, let's let's take the four right because Revelison needs to at least be in there. I, I think it's early, right? Yeah, it's early for all of this, but he's in the power rank. Okay, so let's go. If, if you MVP think that Chicharito is the LA Galaxy's MVP right now, big round of applause. Oof. Okay. Ooh, okay. wow. I understand. You know what? Recency bias. Recency bias. He hasn't been playing, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, I don't even know that guy. Yeah. Who is that guy? Chicharito, who? They just scored four goals last night. Well, I'm fine. Okay. That's, that's good. Um, okay, so our next one is Jonathan, Jonathan Bond. Bond. Big round of applause. Jonathan Bond is your MVP. Okay. That was, that was more than I thought. That, yeah. That, De- that definitely was, more. Yeah, I, I think it was because Kevin Hartman was jumping up and down on the table. I think that's why it was Jonathan Bond was the MVP. Um, and okay. last one is Julian Araujo. And, and then Julian Araujo. Big round of applause if it's Julian Araujo. Ooh, that's that close. I think it's Bond, though. I think, I, Bond. I think Bond takes it. I disagree. I, I disagree as well. Uh, but wow. thanks for coming. Yeah, I, yeah, that was great. You, you guys are wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I see the case for Bond, I, I, and I think he's been, he's been stellar and made some huge saves, but it's just you, he's also let in a lot of goals, which makes it difficult. And, and yes, they're not all his fault, but at the same time, it's difficult to call that your MVP. But it, devil's advocate, yes. if he wasn't there, who, where would you be? Who knows I, that how bad is, it could that be? That is always a, always a good game to play, sort yeah. of look at that and say, yeah. you know, how, how does how does that look? Um, yeah, he gets the Bingham Trophy for sure. I mean, I, I, I so want to sit on the fence, though. I, I really do. I want to be like, I don't know. It's too early. It's one of those. And But you look at what Julian Araujo has been I doing. Araujo's, I mean, I don't... Would have been my nobody's opinion. been doing it better in the league. I think he, he should, is be, so good. should be in talks of Defender of the Year. By the way, Jonathan Bond should be in talks of Goalkeeper of the Year. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Um, one of the interesting things here is that Julian Araujo, if he continues to play the way he is, has a chance, at least, at being the first defender to be named the team MVP and defender of the year. You know that has never happened? A defender or goalkeeper has never been named the MVP of that team. Now, it was supposed to happen, <laughs> all right? It was going to happen one time because Yellow Van Damme was going to win it. 
okay? And I, I pulled the media, so I know the I know actually know what it was going to happen. Yellow Von Dom was going to be that guy, and then they decided to let the fans vote for who was going to be the MVP of the team that year, and Giovanni Dos Santos ended up winning. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, that so I mean, but that's that's sort of I mean, yeah, I mean, you could see that happen again, right? Yeah, I mean, fan that's vote this year. We'll yeah, fan vote this year as we well, and Chicharito is going to win. Um, that type Gosh, of thing. Yeah. Do you think Araujo will be here after the summer? Yes. yes. Do, you do you think he'll be with the Galaxy? Yes, I do think Although he will. Sophie desperately hopes that he's going to be the right back for Arsenal for the next 15 <laughs> yeah. years. No, She's w- hoping everybody goes to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah, no. You don't <laughs> want to do that to Julian? No. Uh, God, God save him. Um, I don't think he's here after the winter. I think he's a great replacement for somebody in the wintertime. They're saying they need – listen, defense is going for big bucks right now around yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him play somewhere like Germany where I think he would fit in really well. Uh, I would I hesitate to see him anywhere in England. Uh, it just I don't feel like that's a good fit for him. Very physical. Those people are all huge. Uh, if you've ever seen any of the English Premier League teams. Um, so Spain, yeah, Spain right? Yeah. And w- I've always said Spain just because he speaks the language. He'll be comfortable there. Um, and the overlapping runs very Spanish yeah. in style, the attacking right, right back. So I think that too. Um, okay. Let's do this. You have a starting 11 from the last game. I wanted, I was sort of trying to think if this would even be fun, but let's vote people off the Island until we get down to <laughs> one person. Okay. So you have the starting 11 from the last game. Throw them off the boat, huh? Throw, who are you going to... So uh, the answer is... who? Or, or the question is, who do you throw off the boat first? I, and I, everybody... I, <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a mean game, isn't it? it, it feels, I'll be nice on Ethan. Come on. It feels I was trying to keep things light. It, was feel, it feels mood. malicious. Zubac, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, does he get a life preserver? No. No, no I, don't, I don't think he does. Um, okay. That's so, an easy answer. So Zubac is first voted off the island. That's fine. I understand why. I don't think he would even be mad if he was here. Um, no, he would. That would have. That would have stung. Yeah, lady. <laughs> he, he's here. Um, all right. So who? So you have Jonathan Bond, Julian Araujo, Nick DePew, uh, Derek Williams, Viafania, Grand Sur, uh, Kleshton, Ravellison, Cabral, and Vasquez left. So who are you voting off the island second? DePew. 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 Cabral. Okay. So if you want Cabral off the island, round of applause. That's so harsh. All right, if you want Nick DePew off the island, who's round of applause? If you want Josh off the island, round of applause. Oh, I think I think we have a winner. Larry's mic stopped working. Yeah. Um, there, uh, it's it's crazy how that works. Um, okay. So Cabral's off. We're gonna go quickly now. Uh, is next DePew? Okay, DePew's off. Um, you have Grand Sierra, you have Kleshton, and you have Vasquez, you have Ravellison, you have Viafania, Williams, Araujo, and Bond. Who is next? Viafania off the island. That is so mean. Well, you guys are brutal. He, he's not wrong. That They're is, not wrong. There's, we're we're going to have to eventually get to these people we like. And again, not that we don't like everyone. But yeah, I, this is true. Yeah, but this, still. This, this is not a thing that we wanted to do. Um, all right, we got four minutes until we have to be done, by the way. i just giving you a heads up on that. Okay, so um, he's gone. Uh, now, uh, so Araujo, Williams, Bond, Grand Sur, Kleshton, Ravellison, Vasquez. Who's next? Who? Kleshton. Hearing calls Kleshton? for Kleshton. That's that Kleshton. Sasha, Sasha Dang Kleshton, the captain last night. You guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not voting off. Yet. He's the best interview on the team. He can't be thrown yeah, off. Yeah, I know. We need to talk to him after games. 
Uh, okay, so if you want uh, Sasha Kleshin thrown off the island next, round of applause, go. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you want Williams off. Okay, Williams is gone. Is Sasha Kleshin next? Okay, Sasha okay. Kleshin's gone. Uh, Ravellison, Grand Seer, Araujo. Uh, Bond. Oh, Bond. You guys cleaned out the almost the entire back line. How dare you? I know. That's the game. Um, who's, who's, who's next? Nominations. Nominations. Vasquez? Do I hear Vasquez? 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 Yeah, Vasquez? Okay. Uh, Vasquez is gone. I'd be grudging Vasquez. Okay. Uh, Grand Sur, Ravellison, Araujo, Bond. Bond? Jonathan Bond. So, okay, Bond. Jonathan Bond is gone. He's gone. He he's oh, gone. He is. is he is off. Okay. Put Hartman uh, in goal. He, I think I think Kevin left. Um, Ravellison, oh, Grand Sieur. That's it. And Araujo. And Araujo. Sorry. Grand Sieur. Grand Sieur. An overwhelming Grand Sieur. Okay, he's gone. Araujo, and uh, who is it? Uh, Ravellison. Wow. Okay, if, if you if you I want, I think after yesterday I would have said, a, "Oh, that's tough." Yeah, I know. That's okay, tough. so Revelous round of applause. Overhead you, kick. You have to vote. No sitting on your no hands. No abstaining. You have to vote. I want to hear this. If you want Revelison to stay and be your guy, round of applause. Okay. okay. If you want Julian Araujo to stay and be your man, round of applause. There it is. There, okay. Julian Araujo. Julian Araujo is your Araujo. LA Galaxy survivor. <laughs> Of I July 30th, 2021. I, I didn't know if that was going to be fun. That it, is a fun it, game. It is a fun it's game. Like the, it's, like it's the Lord brutal. of the Flies. I, I know. It was. It was, it was, a, little, it was a little harsh. I don't know if they're going to talk to us after this again. So, um, <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up then. Um, I have had uh, so much fun doing this. Uh, somebody asked me what I wanted to do for my 40th birthday, um, and I said I wanted to have a live podcast. That sounds weird. Um, to a lot of people, but I love this so much. I love talking to guys like Dennis DeClosa and Kevin Hartman. I love seeing you guys out here. Uh, I have made friends with so many of you over the years, and you continue to support and listen to us. Uh, it's not lost on us at all. Uh, we understand, uh, you know, sort of the, the pressure that comes with that and making sure that you have the correct information. Uh, I never I never sort of, you know, sway from that. It's important to me that you guys know what's going on with your team, whether that's good, bad, or, or sort of sideways in, in, in so many different ways that we have. And as LA Galaxy fans in recent years, you have absolutely suffered through a lot of really bad soccer. <laughs> and you should be very proud that you hung in there and you're getting to watch good soccer again because there has been some good soccer this year. So a round of applause to you. Um, you know, the, the, the cast of people that we have up here, too, uh, nobody gets paid to do this. Uh, we make a, a little bit of money off of YouTube. Yeah, not I, you're, I keep saying your check's in the mail, Larry. It's not. Um, it's never coming. Um, we make a little bit of money off YouTube. We sell some things that sort of just helps us do different things, like do these events and, and, and put that money into it. So um, if you supported us, we thank you so much for that. Uh, your listens, uh, you telling people to listen to us means the world to us. So thank you so much uh, for doing that. Uh, for Larry Morgan, who puts in time when he doesn't need to put in time, Larry is amazing um, in what he's able to do. So a big round of applause for Mr. Larry Morgan. I didn't bother Panda because it's early in the morning in Tokyo and he gets confused and angry in the morning, and we don't need any of that right now. Uh, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. He's probably not up yet. Yeah, he's probably not he's up probably yet. He's probably at 7-11. Yeah, he's right. at 7-11 right now because that's what he does whenever he goes to a foreign country. He eats at Burger King at 7-11. Um, so, but Ke Kevin puts in a lot of work, too, in trying to suss some of this stuff out, and it's not always easy. So uh, a big round for Kevin always showing up and, and doing his stuff. Uh, and then Eric. Eric moved to Texas. 
Eric is still here right now. <laughs> I don't know if his marriage will survive this trip, yeah. but he's here. And we're, and we're, so, yeah, yeah, to my wife. Let's to, give to, it up for my yeah. wife for holding it down. That's right. Um, and and Eric puts in a lot of time with this, and and really throws all of his heart and soul into that. So uh, a big thank you to him as well. Um, it's been a huge thing uh, for people like Linda Pickle, um, who's over here with a wonderful, amazing uh, setup. Make sure you're over there and you check it out. Um, Oscar has stickers over there. Go support Oscar. He did all these, uh, all the cartoons that we have of us that are on our live shows, and we have stickers and that type of thing. And that's he, at yeah. Galaxy Art Fire. Yeah, at Galaxy Art Fire. On, yeah. on, on uh, Instagram. You need to. Amazing, stickers. amazing pins over there. Amazing stickers. So much fun. So glad to support some of this independent content. So, um, you know, from, from from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I'm, yes. I'm going to cut. I'm gonna, oh, wait, okay, hold on. I was going to say. Yes. Larry's probably on the same wave. Like, we, we forgot to give another round of applause for one more person. We talked about all the bad seasons, but even though the soccer may be bad, the podcasting is always good. And that's thanks to Mr. Josh. That's right. So on that's his 40th right. birthday, that's let's right. give it up for Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, Thank Eric. you. Like, like I said, I, 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 I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now, so, so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that everybody was here. I'm glad we got 90 minutes of a podcast. I'm glad that now we can move on to the most anticipated part of the night, <laughs> birthday beers. Uh, after this, so I will I will dive in there. Um, we have some stuff that we can sell if you want. Um, quite honestly, come up and talk to me. I'll probably give stuff away. Um, I'm more in that mood right now than anything else, and I don't want to pull out stuff uh, to to like charge you things. So uh, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for doing it. Uh, I think for for Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. For Eric the Portuguese Hammer. For Kevin Hartman, Dennis DeClosa. Big round of applause for those guys for showing up again. Uh, I'm Josh Guessman, and you have been here live for a Corner of the Galaxy podcast here at TAPS. And TAPS has been amazing. Make sure that um, make sure that you uh, you support them and, and get all this stuff. Sorry? Uh, tip. Oh, tip well. Oh, oh, viewing party. Thank you. I'm sorry. They hold viewing parties here as well. And so if you're around here, come support them. There are viewing parties here for almost every single one. I know some of you aren't close and you travel far away, but Chris Tucker learned that there's a new part of the world he's never been in today, and he may want to come back sometime. Um, so if you want to, they have viewing parties here and they're trying to build that up. So please come out and support them. Tip well the taps. Uh, make sure you support them because they have offered to do all this stuff basically for free for us tonight. Uh, so that way uh, we get to pay them back by buying some beer, which sounds like a good thing. All right. And then one last thing. at the Once the, the theme music closes out, we do want to get one picture with everyone. So, you know, when the music wraps up, we want to see all those beautiful faces for a picture just so we can document the moment and appreciate all you guys for coming out. So just hang tight after the theme music hits here. All right. Right. Is now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> let's let's do that now. All right, for Larry the Morgan, Larry Morgan not on Twitter. You can find him not on Twitter. Uh, he's not there. Uh, you can find him on cornerofthegalaxy.com where he writes. Uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at HammerEV and on Instagram at GalaxyProfile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And of course, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman or at Galaxy Podcast. Cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all of your Galaxy news. Please head on over there. Cornerofthegalaxy.com. Support us any way you can. We will keep bringing you podcasts again and again. LA Galaxy 4-1 winners. Midweek game coming up. Live show on Monday. Catch it on YouTube. All right. For everybody here at Corner of the Galaxy, thank you for coming out to TAPS on our live show. Thank you for celebrating with us. We hope you have a wonderful, safe drive home, and be well. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, 
And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.